0: This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. After two and a half hours of deliberation by a jury, Lloyd Barris was found guilty of deliberate homicide by accountability for the 2017 death of Broadwater County Deputy Mason Moore. Barris was also found guilty on two counts of attempted deliberate homicide, assault on a peace officer, and unlawful possession of a firearm by a convicted felon in connection with the death of Moore and the ensuing chase and shootout with law enforcement officers. The homicide conviction means Barris faces the possibility of multiple life prison terms. He will be sentenced to the Montana State Prison instead of spending more time at the Montana State Hospital. A sentencing date has not been set. During the trial, prosecutors said that on May 16, 2017, Deputy Moore was struck with a bullet while attempting to stop Barris and his son Marshall near Three Forks on Highway 287. Moore came to a stop a few miles south of the I-90 interchange. Prosecutors said Lloyd Barris then pulled alongside Deputy Moore's vehicle and his son fired more than a dozen shots at the deputy, law enforcement pursued the two men for nearly 150 miles. The chase ended on Interstate 90 near Missoula. Marshall Barris, the son, was killed in a shootout with officers. Barris's, the father's, mental health was one reason why the case took so long to go to trial. He was diagnosed with delusional disorder and mixed personality disorder with antisocial and narcissistic features and addictions to alcohol and marijuana. He was found unfit to stand trial and refused to take antipsychotic drugs to treat his delusional disorder. It manifests in the belief that he is either Jesus Christ or the Archangel Michael. That's according to Virginia Hill, the head psychiatrist at the Montana State Hospital at Warm Springs. In May of 2019, Judge Kathy Seeley said Barris could be forcefully medicated in order to stand trial. Barris' attorneys appealed that ruling to the Montana Supreme Court, but in January 2020, the High Court upheld Seeley's decision so the trial could move forward. Deputy Mason Moore was 42 when he was killed and is survived by his wife, Jody, and three children. Canada will no longer require a pre-arrival COVID-19 test for its vaccinated travelers as of April 1st. Last month, Health Minister Jean-Yves Ducroix announced that travelers coming to Canada would be able to present a negative rapid antigen test at the border as an alternative to a more costly molecular test. The United States still requires a negative COVID-19 test to enter, coming the other way. The county search and rescue sprang into action, and a group of snowmobilers said a person in their party was experiencing a heart attack. The patient was experiencing stroke-like symptoms when rescuers located them. They loaded the patient onto a specialized rescue vehicle. A helicopter from Air Idaho transferred the snowmobiler to the Eastern Idaho Regional Medical Center for further evaluation. To borrow a line from Yogi Berra, quote, it's deja vu all over again. The Helena City Commission has voted unanimously to hire former city manager Tim Burton as interim city manager. Burton served as city manager from 2000 to 2009, moving over from a similar post for Lewis and Clark County. Burton was selected from among six candidates and will serve in the interim job, possibly until the end of the year, as the search for a permanent replacement continues. He left his job originally to serve as then Attorney General Steve Bullock's Deputy Director and Chief of Staff. He most recently served as Executive Director of the Montana League of Cities and Towns. The Great Falls native received his Bachelor's Degree in Political Science from Carroll College and his Master's in Public Administration from the University of Montana. Officials at Benefice Health System will hold a groundbreaking Thursday for its new specialty center on the site of the former Capitol Hill Mall in Helena. The center will offer primary care and specialty care services. Construction is expected to be completed by 2023. There are plans to expand the clinic to include an outpatient surgery center and a 60,000 square foot clinic will be built on three and a quarter acres. Officials with the Great Falls based benefits say the new facility will be a state of the art clinic with four operating areas and will be staffed with a blend of Helena based providers and staff and specialists visiting periodically from Great Falls. Several conservation groups have filed suit against Governor Greg Gianforte's administration for records related to its decision to drop legal claims against a mining executive over decades of pollution from several mines. The group's Earthworks and the Montana Environmental Information Center filed the lawsuit in state district court in Lewis and Clark County. They say they've been seeking the record since late November. Gianforte's spokesman, Brooke Stroike says that the governor's office fills record requests in the order they are received and is fulfilling the group's request on that basis. No other explanation was given for the long delay. Gianforte's administration dropped a legal action to prevent Idaho-based Hecla Mining Company and its president, Philip Baker Jr., from opening two proposed silver and copper mines in northwest Montana. Baker was an executive with Pegasus Gold, which went bankrupt in 1998, leaving state and federal agencies with tens of millions of dollars of cleanup costs at several mines, including the Zortman and Landusky mines near the Fort Belknap Reservation. A state bad actor law enacted in the wake of that Pegasus bankruptcy punishes companies and their executives who don't clean up mining pollution. Under the law, companies and their senior leaders can't receive new mining permits until they've reimbursed the state for past cleanup costs. A separate legal challenge is pending against the state for allegedly failing to follow the law. Seventeen Republican members of Congress, including Matt Rosendale of Montana, have sued the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention over the federal rule requiring passengers on commercial flights and in airports to wear masks. The mandate illegally restricts the lawmakers' freedom and is not backed by legal authority, according to the suit. They asked the court to step in to lift the rule. The CDC extended the airtime last week to April 18th. It had been set to expire March 18th. The members complained in the suit that in the two years since public health measures meant to curb the spread of the coronavirus began, quote, Americans have been subject to an increasing amount of government overreach. This is the case seeking to remedy one such overreach. The members who are paid $174,000 a year called the cost of purchasing masks ongoing financial harm. The Kalispell City Council is considering several proposals to increase affordable housing in that city, including establishing a housing authority and loosening zoning regulations. Quote, one of the things that's been made glaringly obvious is that we have a significant lack of housing for individuals and citizens throughout our community of all income levels, but especially when we look at lower income levels. That's according to Mayor Mark Johnson. City Manager Doug Russell brought up the possibility of establishing a housing authority, which could help the city particularly with vying for affordable housing tax credits from the state. Russell cited research indicating that 90% of affordable housing developments are built through affordable housing tax credits. There was some support from the council for the proposal to pursue a housing authority, Although multiple council members expressed concern that establishing such an organization might draw resources away from area nonprofits. The United States Senate has unanimously passed a resolution establishing National Tribal Colleges and Universities Week beginning March 13th. Both Senator Steve Daines and Senator John Tester sponsored the resolution. Quote, Colleges and universities play a critical role in shaping the next generation of tribal leaders in Montana and through the country. That's Tester in a press release. Montana tribal colleges and universities help provide young Montanans with the tools they need for successful careers and life. That's according to Senator Steve Daines in the release. According to the release, Montana has the most tribal colleges and universities in the country with a total of seven. There are 35 tribal colleges and universities running 75 campus sites across 15 states. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRTDB db webpages. Made in Montana News is podcast worldwide, with listeners in 46 U.S. states and Canadian provinces in 24 countries on six continents. We also post our stories on Facebook. Made in Montana news is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, Rescast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation, PIVA Radio of the Northern Cheyenne Nation, and Crow Res Radio of the Crow Nation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.